Mode podcast with Andy Case, the Green Week special. Hello and welcome to a special version of the Bonmo podcast. To set the scene in my head, I much prefer comedy that pushes boundaries. Smack the Pony, Jam, Snuffbox, Campus and of course, Greenwing. I'm privileged to be joined by three of the writers, Orian Mathena, Faye Rustling and James Henry. I will be asking them questions which will either be answered succinctly or better still, will lead us down twisted rabbit holes of memories and as yet undiscovered knowledge. And so, without further delay, let's put on our top milers and try not to mourn the lost love between Boyce and Alan while we discuss the outstanding comedy show, which was Greenwing. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. It's lovely. Thank you so much for joining me. It's much appreciated. I won't keep you. Let's crack on. Was the final feel of Greenwing the original plan? And did you really use battery packs to initially represent the characters? Ooh. The final feel, as in the style of it. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, you have to ask Vic that, wouldn't you? Go on. Uh, well, I, I didn't know anything about what the style was going to be. So when I watched the pilot, I was like, oh, that's the style. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you had a vague idea, but in terms of the, like, speedy up, slowy down and stuff, I didn't know that would be it. Personally, no, I didn't know no, that. Oh, right. Me. Okay, so you so were... that, I think that always came in the editing when he's, when she sat down with... um the editors and and it's yeah so victoria might have had it in her mind from the start yeah. i don't know but but it kind of, it's what's so good about it is it sort of zooms you straight into the scene without all the kerfuffle that you normally have to write to sort of you know hello <laughs> how are you <laughs> and there there were definitely battery packs oh uh, yeah because I, I didn't start till after the pilot had been made because the other James had quit, and they wanted another James, so I was the new James. I was <laughs> the new James. Yeah, so I saw. I sat down and watched the pilot. So I had him. Who was the other yeah, James? Oh, there was, was another the James, James who was involved. He was sacked. He kept talking about axe breaks, what? and he infuriated Victoria. I don't think he was sacked. I think I think they went uh, separate ways. No, no, no. He was a. I, I know who that is. Yeah, he was a. Drama oh, there we go. Writer. Yeah, so he didn't fit in because <laughs> he was yeah. very. He was talking about structure and act breaks. There was no. There was no room. There's for no that structure. Yeah. yeah. There's no structure. <laughs> so, so I I was brought in after the pilot had been made, which made it much easier for me because I just go okay, it's like this, and I knew what they, yeah. you know, I knew all the actors and stuff. But yeah, they showed me the battery packs. It was like it was like a big game of Cluedo. There was like the map of the hospital, and all the characters' faces were on these battery packs, which were being moved about and stuff like that. So yeah. Oh, it was a board it game just, adaptation. It just helped. And before they before they had names, they had uh, sort of characteristics, didn't they? So Alan yeah. Statham was a pompous impotence. So that was who he was. And so... Um, and uh, and Caroline was smack the pony yeah. girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was going to say, re-watching it as I did, obviously, my, my, my research is so hard, this job. Um, <laughs> it was the the introduction was brilliant the way it just swept around the hospital and you got to meet everyone straight away and you immediately got a feel for who they were you know, yeah who they were. in a couple of lines and i think yeah. that's the beauty of something is if you can introduce a character in two two lines and you know exactly who they are and then leave them and whiz on to someone else it's it's like you know it's not bre- breathtaking is the word i'm trying to look for but you know it's a breath of fresh air i think yeah you know I was going to say, you describing it's your own Absolutely um, breathtaking. Absolutely breathtaking, yes. Right, at the top of their game. A breath of also, fresh air. Because if I... you watch that first, uh, first episode, you can see Julian, because bits of the pilot got cut into the first episode, so you can see Julian Ryan's hut's hair is oh, going yeah. up and down. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. It changes yeah. Yeah, changes length throughout this yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. 
let's not worry about continuity. It's, it's not important. Let's not worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> um, no, because the problem is when you start looking at it in that level, it's uh, at, towards the end when they're in the camper van. Obviously, you can see the cars appearing and disappearing in the background, but but that's not important. What's important is the scene <laughs> that's happening. So, yeah. Um, but how did it feel to have such an amazing cast working on the show? Because obviously, I think every a lot of the people on that show are pretty firmly household names now um, and weren't so much back then. But how did it no. feel? It's cast no. Well, Tam, Tamsin was was probably the yeah. most known out of the younger performers from mm. Black Books. She'd mm. done that. Uh, Steve had done uh, Adrian True. Mole. Yeah. He was in the Amanda Iannucci's thing, the, wasn't he? The cappuccino yes. years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were all kind of established, weren't they? They were great. But, but well, yes and no. I mean, I, I'd say Pippa was probably the most, because she'd done the British yeah, Empire right. and, you know, she was quite familiar face to people, but I think. Yeah. It's, it's only looking back in retrospect because you would think, you wouldn't necessarily think that now, but at the time she was quite... And Mark had done, I suppose he'd done big training yeah. stuff, hadn't yeah. he? They, so. were jo- they were jobbing actors, I guess. I mean, you know, they were just... Yeah. But, I mean, we'd done a, an advert where we'd written an advert, Ariana had written, and I had written an advert, Diet Coke, and Tamsin had been in that. And I remember when we were doing the pilot down in Basingstoke, chat- I was waiting, I was playing a nurse, and uh, chatting to her, and she was like, oh, do you write in... I said, well, we just actually wrote your, your Diet Coke advert. She was like, oh! <laughs> She left the because she was in the Archers, wasn't she, Tamsin? Yeah, she was. Because the they wrote her. I didn't. Yeah. I don't particularly listen, but they, the episode where she was leaving was on, and I was like, "Yes, she's coming to work for me." Yeah. <laughs> I decided. Right now, yeah. And Julian, I guess, was known perhaps for more serious mm. roles. Oh, quite a lot of radio, didn't he do as well? Yeah, he's always yeah. done a lot of radio. I think, but yes, I mean, it was incredible. We weren't involved in the casting. But they did a lot of workshops, yeah. which we were part of, which were just an incredible experience, really, sort of in the basement of Talkback. So we'd take in scenes and they'd do the scenes or add things, take away things. We'd go off and do rewrites. And it's very rare to get that in a job. It doesn't happen. Yeah, we had often. lots of t- like we had lots of time to get to know them and, yeah. you know, keep writing, rewriting, rewriting, changing things all the time. So it was good. Yeah, and I, I suppose for me, just looking at it, even people who just turn up once, like Stephen Merchant or Nick Frost or Kevin Eldon, they're just they're in one yeah. scene, but they they're people that you know so well now, and you think just incredible that collection of people, sort of all coming together during this show. Oh, well, Nick I think Frost is what... so lovely because I saw him. I, I was in Talkback, and I just seen the rough cut of his bit in it, and he was Nick Frost was in the foyer. And I was like, just no. I just went. I've just seen you on the telly. I've just seen you in the edit bag. And bless him, he was like, "Oh God, was I any good? Oh, I was really worried about it. Was, you were fantastic." And it was just this really lovely. Just little a moment. man. Just a man. He was being just a man, which you wrote, and you wrote. That's that right. Just that. a man. That's it great. Was great. I'm just yeah. a man. But he was really just worried about it. I didn't I like, give him a name. He was just called Just a Man. Yeah. He may have been God as well. We weren't quite sure. I just remember his character might have been God. And I thought, I thought Stephen Merchant was really. Yeah, he was God, great, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. He just came in the last minute to do that. I think Vic said. Because they couldn't find someone to do it, and he just more or less just turned up and did it, and then went home again. And was blessed; he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it was a great. I mean, it was just uh, such a short scene, but it was just so brilliant, wasn't it? So, and uh, playing off against Pippa, absolutely. I think as well because we were at Talkback, um, yeah. which was great, and there were so many, so many things going on there, and we worked there as well. So we were all in the offices working there. You really felt like you were part of a 
because normally you're now you're so on your own sort of working or whatever but there you just felt like you were really sort of part of something that was bubbling along you could just bump into people which is nice because none of us live in london anymore so we wouldn't be in the conventional writers room that you were then i didn't live in london i used to drive no did you not were you not in crouch end when we first started no i think i was in canterbury so i was close enough i could come in but i couldn't you know yeah it was weird it's quite exciting to go into this office where there's just lots of cool stuff happening and you bump it. Yeah. I bumped into Alan Sugar in the yeah. foyer. That was exciting for, for him, really. Yeah. <laughs> for him, obviously, yes. Big moment for everyone, yeah. <laughs> Big moment for Alan, yeah. But it was good because you got to find out what other shows were going yeah. on and you met up with other producers and then, like, a lot of the runners who worked there in the main building would then become attached to projects mm. and it was a great way to learn what everyone's job was that as a writer don't always get to be a part of that is true yeah yeah that's that's a good point no that that sounds like a yeah that does sound wonderful actually just being as you say in the building with the people yeah it was comedy there's more room for that it's a bit more fluid isn't it you can sort of muck in a bit more with comedy than you would with with well my understanding with drama you're a bit more separated out from it and i think the money as well they had more money to be able to bring the actors in and we had time to rehearse with them, but it was more more than rehearsals. It was sort of creating and really understanding who they are and what their strengths were. We're writing from their strengths, which is, I think is really good, rather than just writing stuff up that's funny or whatever. But I can remember, like, we'd be, like, in the offices with, like, um, Johnny, who did locations and stuff, and you kind of learn about that kind of yeah, aspect yeah. of it and... Um, Jonathan Paul Green, the designer, and and actually on other jobs we've never really, apart from when we've produced on them, we've not really had that kind of access to all those oh, different sorry. departments. And you kind of see like they're going bloody hell. Where are we going to find a small lion? <laughs> yes, that yes. You don't think when you're when you're writing, you know. And then of course they book the lion, but it's filmed six you know six weeks later, and the lion yeah. is so much bigger than it was supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god. So, of course, you know, obviously, it's someone's job to go and do that. But it was great to actually meet the people who were doing that and how they were about it. But you feel part of the team, do don't you? Right. Yeah, and I asked the director, how, if we set Mark Heap on fire, how much on fire can we put him? <laughs> <laughs> like just an arm. or the, He's like, well, just an arm's quite easy, but the whole, the whole of Mark Heap, that's going to be quite expensive. I was like, okay, we'll just, we'll just do an arm. That'll we'll just do an arm. Yeah, yeah just an arm's fine. fine. That's fine. That'll, get a, that'll get a laugh. That's fine. But we'll also set fire to a plant and a clipboard and a few other things. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. 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 Brilliant. And from then onwards, after the pilot, we did get to watch some of the auditions, didn't we? Because I yeah, can remember us sitting there looking you know, if Victoria was in two minds about something. or um, So, yeah, I mean, it was an amazing uh, learning. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Ground. I'm not, I'm sure, I'm not sure that, well, talk back, does it exist in that large format at the mo- in that one build? It it's seems gone, as, yeah, they just do reality TV there? now, as far as I can yeah. tell anyway. So, yeah. 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 Mm. But, you know, also we went from writing sketches to writing, you know, it was our first sort of big form sort of thing. So for us, it was, you know, sewing the sketches together and making them into actual, you know, comedy, which was was new for us. So, you know, it was a real like going to a comedy school. Because we all met doing Smack the Pony. So we'd we'd met James before. And had we met Richard before? Yeah, I think we met him in the, in the room before, downstairs in the old talk. Yeah, room. him and Gary. Yeah, I think we did. So, um, yeah, because, of course, they were writers on the first, 
both, well, Richard wrote on series one and two, didn't he? And Gary just wrote on series yeah, one, I think. Stuart was season, was series one. Was he two as well, or was he just one? No, I think he... Uh, oh no, it's was all he blurring, two? isn't it? Maybe I, think, he was. I think he was on two as well. Yeah, yeah he was on two. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe not the special. Oh, that sounds I mean, about right. Yeah, they all had such clear voices, didn't they? I mean, that that was, you know, as I say, even right from the start, and then throughout the the series, um, they they were so clearly defined. The characters, yeah, what awful as some of them were, but they were very clearly defined. So. Yeah, um, no, it's a joy when you know who the actors are. Is it? it you can. You it just gives you so much more. When you write, we could just hear the voices in your head. So it's you know. Well, I used to write stammers in for when we were for Mark Statham. So I'd, if it was Mark Keep, I'd be writing, and then he says uh, um, and then there's a comma, isn't uh, and then he put more ums and ers in on top of that, and I'm just thinking, okay, I don't need to do this because, <laughs> and then he'll fall over. I don't need to put you don't need to put in his little ticks. He'll just make it his own, and that's absolutely yeah, fine. Yeah, so yeah. It, it changed the way I wrote for him. I think because I, I think so. I'll move on to the next question, here, but I just again just getting it fresh in my mind, rewatching it again. The, some of the, le- particularly, like, I suppose, particularly Pippa, um, yeah, some of the the action she had to do, some of the things she had to do. It's like, She's very visual, isn't she? <laughs> it really is asking a lot of an actor. Oh, well, there's the Radio 3 thing where, yeah, Mark Keep is tuning her nipples in. Yeah. And that's one of those things you just write and don't think about it. And then later on, you see it and you go, oh my God, some poor human beings had to actually do that. <laughs> I felt so guilty. It was just like a throwaway thing. Yeah, I never felt, I didn't feel so bad about that. I felt bad about the insults. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because uh, we'd sit looking at photos of them all day up in front of us, all the different characters. And then you'd write things and be like, and then they'd say it and you'd have and to. Stephen gave us half of now they Stephen know. gave us a list of descriptions of his own face, like um, Seinfeld on the back of a spoon and a donkey from Shrek. <laughs> so yeah, some of those were just turning against bad. them what they're given us, but that's still quite bad, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah we just have a day where they just insult us and get it out of their systems. <laughs> so following on for that, did, did you ever have a favourite character to write for? My, my particular favourite, I suppose, if, if I could only pick one, would be Michelle Gomez, because she was so delightfully insane. And obviously... Yeah. That character sort of came back when she played Missy in Doctor Who, but I just thought she was given such a brilliant character to be this just utterly insane person going, how is she still employed there? I don't understand how she hasn't. <laughs> if she is. <laughs> I'm not convinced she was employed there. She was just in the room. <laughs> Possibly yeah. not. No, she was just there. Yeah. I mean, I like writing for Statham. Or was it just, I love all of them. I love writing for all of them. It depends what mood you're in, I think. I like writing Statham because he'd use really weird words sometimes, like decant, the re- decant that, decant that receptacle. It was just an excuse to use slightly weird words, but I think it just depended what mood you're in, I found. Fair yeah, enough. I think so. Yeah, I, I liked writing for them all, I think, but I did like writing for the competitive stuff for Mac and Guy because it, it always made me feel like I was writing what the guys I was at school with were like a bit. Um so I enjoyed that but it would often be like a storyline that you'd be drawn to rather than a character necessarily so I like my clearest memory is writing the slave auction and being in a room with Faye and Rob and just laughing about you know yeah what what can we make them do I mean that's the thing you're kind (laughs) of like moving them around like pawns going (laughs) what can we make them do (laughs) (laughs) how evil can we make this yeah 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 um no, thank you for that. The obviously the HR office was that is that not that I've got a particular axe to grind and ask this question, but is that based on your experiences of people who work in HR, or was that just an odd one? 
I don't think it was necessarily HR. It was just office work. I mean, for example, I'd had like a million temp jobs. So I've worked in hundreds of offices. So I think it was really looking at office dynamics rather than it specifically being HR. But I guess it's not a million miles from and HR. And also just playing around in the office because all the things are so sort of, I mean, well, I, I haven't actually worked in office apart from clean it. Have I, Ryan? I used to clean offices. So I used to do a lot no. of stealing, you know, stationery basically from when I used to clean and things like that. But um they are sort of like playgrounds almost or pretend playgrounds yeah well she was just useful wasn't she sue white was useful as a character because she was slightly normally set apart from the rest of the storylines mm. she, she was she was someone you could just go in so she was a bit distance even in the filming wasn't she because she spent an awful lot of time in that room so she was someone yeah. a character could go in they do something weird and then go out again so it was quite easy to write four or five mad things for sue white without worrying yeah. too much about connecting it to the storyline so yeah yeah yeah, so, uh, sort of yeah. random. So, Oriane, um, uh, Victoria would say, um, "We need more stories." She shout in. She'd run into our room and go, "We need more story." And then the next time she, we need more randoms. And so we would just do what we call random and funny. So they were just sort of little moments that had nothing to do with the plot, if there was much so much of as a plot. But you know, um, so I think that was what was quite nice, a breath of fresh air sort of thing. And I suppose that the HR is thinking more possibly about Pippa's team. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's oh, sorry, I yeah. think you see what yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. that's all right. No, Olivia Coleman and, and That's how long it's since I was in the office as well. I didn't <laughs> Yeah, no, they they Yeah, they they for me they did slightly ring true. I mean I I tempt for Brook Street Temp Agency in Ealing for years in between doing acting and writing. So there was barely an office in West London that I had not worked in. Um uh not that we were necessarily drawing from there, but I mean it's a very they are very relatable environments to be in, I guess. Offices, yes, aren't they, yeah, really? Yeah. Um, and then each of the girls had their own characters and storylines and ended up going out with various people in the show or having their own bits that they were doing. And they were great, the yeah. office. You just got the impression nothing ever actually got done. It just... It just no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah I guess it's like you know uh, uh, for example Olivia Coleman was harassed mm. mum and that was mm. her thing and at the time I think Faye you just had just, got yeah, just Georgie, had baby, so yeah. you were but we I mean I wasn't a mum writing for it but to, though, you? you knew what that would, you knew what that mm. would be like to be like trying to manage kids and a job and you know and then it was like well let's give her a romance because yeah, let's give her probably, something nice yeah. um but she was a really fun mm. character to work for and then her kids were named after the, the yes, writers yeah absolutely <laughs> i did love her board of insanity um i don't only i think it only came out once but i did love her board of yeah. insanity it's like oh i just <laughs> just probably <laughs> mad trying to keep track of yeah and then just that thing of you know i can't remember who wrote it but get, it might be you, James, the marble out of the nose. It's like, you know, that's what mums do. They know how to... Yeah, yeah she's very practical. I don't think that was the pen really that one. Bit. The pen top yeah. 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 I think yeah. Victoria yeah. quite related. She always said that she connected with Harriet more than anyone else because she was just a yeah. frazzled mum trying to look after her kids and yeah. do a job. It? Well, she did have two, she yeah. did have two kids yeah, at the time. exactly. I totally relate to that. I totally relate. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, what was it like to win the first ever BAFTA Pioneer Audience Award? <laughs> Did we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It was very exciting. <laughs> I mean, I think because something's an audience award, it feels 
I mean, I think I think it was a shame that it didn't win other things for its just for just for just for what it was, and it was so different. And yeah. um, but in a way, if an audience are voting for it, and it's you know it's a Channel Four show, so it wasn't you know it was sometimes hard to find, and lots of people didn't watch some of those things. So it, it, no, I think it was good. I think it was, was, it, was nice. a, it was a good thing to happen. Yeah, and the the award was presented by Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. I do remember that. And when we left the stage, he did go. I think you should have won a real one. <laughs> so from that point on... That's a mixed message. From that yeah. point on. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a mixed message, but I've, it's always made me think, it's all right. Yeah, that's the right place. I, I, I like him. him. He's yeah. a nice fellow. I think you're right, though. I do, I do think it's one of those the crimes of the industry that you didn't win more because it, it was a brilliant show and it, it pushed so many boundaries and brought so much originality. I think Tam's Tam's in yeah. one of you, I think. Yeah, she, she won, won a broadcast Royal Society, yeah. didn't she, as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but I think yeah. the show itself definitely should have had more accolades. Uh, but but I think I think as oh, time went you. on after it all finished, I think people refound it again as well. Mm. And I think that's when it pe- other people sort of started to watch it. So and it was only it was only two series, and then the, the special. Yeah. Christmas special. Yeah, because those actors were going off and doing other things. The splitters. Yeah. <laughs> also, also the the episodes were mm. an hour. So it was a big show yeah, for, for them to be doing. Some were even longer than an yeah, hour, well, I think, the, weren't they? They were supposed to be like half an hour, weren't they? And then it just kept getting bigger and longer and longer. And in those days, people were like, OK, Victoria, you can... <laughs> they need to turn up with 50... Some were 50 minutes and some were like an hour and 10 yeah. minutes as well, which is yeah, mad exactly. to think of now, how, yeah. how yeah. we got away with that. But, you know... I know geez. now when you have to write like a half an hour, which is 22 pages, you're like, how can you even tell a story in 22 pages? That's a good point. No, it is a good point. I, I suppose it just personally for me, I I can't really be doing shows that you, it's kind of the same plot every time. You kind of know what's coming. You know that something's going to go wrong and they're going to fix it. Yeah. They just go round and round in this. I, I've always had far more favourite people who just take a risk and go, we're going to do this mad thing with a heron or, you know, whatever. You know, it's just, I love that kind of thing where it's like, we're going to take some risks here and, you know, we're just going to do something new and fresh and original and just challenge, even challenging, possibly, you know, maybe wind some people up. But but just something that's a bit more than, you can pretty much tell how this show's going to go every week because it just does the same thing yeah. over and but over. But also the scripts, the scripts we had were, I don't know, they were like 180 pages, something ridiculous. And then the <laughs> episodes would be an hour and a half and it would be edited down and down and down. So the version that ended up on telly was was like a you know half of what you'd actually read in the scripts and you know yeah. written so oh, much wow. stuff and never made it in. So something yeah, I think we all to an extent have our own versions of the show in our heads, which aren't quite don't quite match with the show that came no. in, a, in a weird no, and healthy that's way. True. I think. Yeah, and I, and that's why the, a lot of the speedy up, slowy down thing because that meant she could use so much more of the material because we can get straight in quick, quick, quick into it. You know, so I think that really helped. And also, I remember being really intrigued that that the actors wore the same costumes in episodes one three five mm. and then the same costumes in two mm. four and six so that the storylines or the things that they did could be interchanged yeah, between yeah. them yeah, all the episodes and that was a real like oh my gosh yeah you mm. can do that if they're all wearing the same thing then you can <laughs> yeah, do yeah. that this would be handy with piglets because in piglets um, they're all police recruits so they'll, they'll be wearing like the black police tracksuits essentially so you think oh hang on that's going to be really useful isn't it you could potentially yeah, yeah shift things, things around. things around, yeah. and yeah, so that's quite good. I'll be circling yeah, so we, back to that. Yeah, no, I, I know there is uh, there is some 
lost footage, well, uh, cut footage on the DVD collection, but it now sounds like there's a whole pile of other stuff out there that... Oh, there's oh, hours, hours and hours. Yeah. hours. Yeah. And I think the music really helped as well. You know, Jonathan's... Jonathan, isn't it? Jonathan Moyhead, yeah. Yeah. Um, the music really helped. It gave it such a sort of lift and a, you know, I think music... Because each of them had their own... Theme tune type thing. Uh, yes. ...strand... And then all the strands were put together to make the theme. Yeah, it's really clever. Yeah, I yeah I was going to ask about Jonathan later, but yeah, uh, absolutely genius um, music. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Sadly missed, but we'll come on to that. Um, had it had it always <laughs> had it always been planned for Joanna to be Guy's mother, and how long, given what happened, did it take you to make this comfortably comedic? <laughs> <laughs> I think we could make it comfortably communicate uh, very, very quickly in our dirty, horrible minds. But <laughs> I, I, my recollection is very sketchy. But I don't think we had decided it. No, I don't remember it at all. There's so many ideas that get thrown around, and then like six Fair months later, oh, oh, that's come back. It, yeah. I don't think it was. I think it was something we thought. Oh, he's going to sleep with her. Wouldn't it be funny if yeah. it was his mum? I, I think also once, um, uh, once um, Carl and Steve were cast, you think it's not inconceivable that they could no, be definitely. brothers. No, no, so I can't say that it was part of a show no. Bible that, that that was the situation. That wasn't the first idea on um, day one. No, fair enough. No, no, <laughs> no not at all. I not think it was probably as we were just going um, towards the end of the se- you know, the series. Yeah, a hundred percent. No, it was decided that he was Swiss and that he'd been abandoned at a ski chalet and all that kind of business was always there. Um, but I can't remember at what point it was. Decided. So it helps explain why he's such an awful human being. Yes, even with his mild redemption yeah. towards the end. But yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. When you know he's been to public school, and had he a terrible time. You sort of you sort of change your view of him quite a lot. Yeah. You? Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Um, talking about him, I suppose. Were you surprised by how popular Guy Ball or Guy Ball became, particularly given how deliberately confusing and vague the rules were? Because obviously, like the winging it. Um, I can't remember who came up that, with that. I think that was Rob. I think wrote, Rob wrote a lot of stuff because he likes his sports. Yeah, I thought, so he was writing I thought about. maybe Stuart as well or or Richard. I don't know. It, well, it definitely wasn't us three. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I've just well, mentioned well, everybody else. Yeah, just mentioned everybody else. Fair enough. Well done to the other people then who, uh, yes, who came up with that. Possibly Rob picked the ball from someone else and then just really went with it because he was. I think he just really enjoyed writing up all the made-up rules and stuff like that. So I think yeah. he sort of took it forward. Yeah, yeah. but it did really take off, didn't it? People really got into it. It was great. Yeah, yeah. in the um, on the obviously on the DVD collection, there's the Stephen Mangans goes to the winging it conference, yeah, the one that raised the money for Great Ormond Street, and he's actually then making up even more rules. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, yes. And, and people are still playing it, and then everyone's just, I just love the fact that everyone's just into it, and then no one stops and goes, hang on, I don't really understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's I just confidence. Play, I remember playing it outside a hospital. Do you remember that, Oriol? Where we all were running around, yeah, and we were making even more rules up. I've got a photo. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was brilliant. I just love that. Sort With baskets yeah. on our head, yeah. Um, so moving on, with Alan and Joanna's descent into madness and presumed death, although we don't know, was that originally planned or did it grow organically? And before I before you answer, I have to give a, a chef's kiss for the use of a stuffed heron as a murder weapon because I don't think that's ever been done before. Or since. 
Sorry. The old stuffed heron trick. <laughs> the old stuffed heron. That was yeah. that was Stuart, wasn't it? Stuffed heron. That was heron. Stuart. I'm pretty sure that yeah. was Stuart. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, that was brilliant. Was that um, so much of it? Just is just organic, isn't it? And it just kind okay, of came out enough, in the writing. I don't know. I, I do. What, do you remember it being planned or? Well, I I think uh, I think it was wanting to leave it sort of ambiguous for them and wanting a lot of times you know it comes down to things like we need stuff to cut mm. away to so isn't it great if we send them on yeah. a road trip it can come down to things like that and I remember Richard having I think it was Richard although you might now say it, it wasn't <laughs> but the idea of them swallowing oh, these that was would be found that was absolutely Richard where their autopsy happened I just thought it was such yeah. a yeah. brilliant yeah, the key. how do you how does that even come into really your head that's absolutely <laughs> brilliant <laughs> it really really he also wrote the that. sorry go on. and that that final image of them walking mm-hmm. into the sea was a great way to end yes. their story so i i guess there'd always been an intention for them to go off and do something on their own as was often the case yeah. with those two well i know in the party episode um vic said look we don't we can't have them all at the party we need something else to cut through so uh richard then wrote yeah. the stuff about um uh, Pippa and Mark uh, then going off in the car and doing weird fantasies and stuff like that. So I think he really enjoyed writing those two, particularly <laughs> bouncing off each yeah. other in their own slightly different sitcom to everyone else. It yeah, it's yeah. that accidental murder yeah. spree as well. That was just brilliant. Everyone, yeah, yeah. I think it's that like when you start writing people being murdered, it's quite hard to stop. So everyone just sort of piled in with more <laughs> murders because it was just really satisfying to write. And then they ended up, you know, in a campsite where you know, yeah, yeah it looked like it was back to the seventies or something. <laughs> the didn't it? Really it was really was, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's. But they were so, so disgusting with each other, and he, <laughs> she so, hated him so much. But they were so drawn to each other sexually; it was just so vile but brilliant. And they and they were just, you know, putting them both together, and him constantly <gasps> desperate. Yeah, the chemistry her. was incredible, wasn't it? Between oh, those it, two. Were, it, was it was. So it was. It was. Yeah. And they were just so open to doing things. You know, I think I think they were they were just brilliant, brilliant. And she's like an incredible yoga. Yeah person isn't she like she's yeah Yeah. she's so bendy she's an instructor and everything i mean she's amazing and up for kind of like her body is just incredible yeah Yeah, she had to be super fit to do some of that and she's no fear either she would just go for it absolutely go for it throws herself right into you know which is what all of them did really i think that's what shows is that they just they went for the absolute madness and without looking like yeah it was mad i think it's, it's yeah again it's just She's obviously got this, as you say, this horrendous relationship with Mark, but then obviously she she has the relationship with Guy, and then obviously she ends up in bed with a, a teenage boy at one point, and you just think, you're just throwing everything at her now, aren't you? Just seeing if you can... <laughs> yes, because you knew she'd totally go with it. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. She's, she's just re- revolting, really, isn't she? She's <laughs> revolting. Bless her. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, we touched on it earlier, but... Do you know much about how uh, Jonathan Whitehead was discovered? Was was it something you were involved in, or was he already there at the start? Um, because obviously his music is very much part of the ident, the fear of Greenwing, isn't it? That music. Or the did he do the songs for uh, Smack the Pony? Is that how he knew Vic? I think he knew Victoria okay. quite well. Yeah, very well, in fact. So I think it. Was I think it was all to do with talk back her, and everything, we were, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, we were we were lucky enough to meet him a few times really yeah. lovely man but I, i've got a feeling that he was quite close okay. to victoria but i i can't because yeah. it was another that. unique voice in greenwing wasn't it it, it was it was it, it was mm. it was another part of the whole yeah. you know everything that we did everything that victoria did and it the music the music was the thing that really 
brought it all together, pulled it all together. And yeah. it took you from one to a place to another, you you know, with the speedy up things. It just, you know, it was, it was absolutely insane. Yes, yeah, so watching again, there's a real sense, oh, we're yeah. going over here now. And it really carries you through, doesn't it? Which yeah, quite, exactly quite that. It, yeah. Did. it took you to the next place without you having to go, oh, look, this is uncomfortable. We're going over here now, you know. It was, yeah, it was, it was for the audience, I, really. I it sort of dragged them through this sort of crazy world. They sort of jumped on the bus and then they were dragged through this crazy world, I think. It wasn't something that we no. knew about when writing. But it just added yet another... another day. Oh, yeah. Yet another day to the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, if there had been a Series 3, did you have anything planned for it that you can oh, talk God. about? You might not be able to talk about it. It's the other question I'm going to ask you later, but, you know... <laughs> I think we'd almost run out of stuff we could do by then. Yeah. It becomes it becomes so heightened mm. that um And also it, I think as well the actors have be, you know, had started to really you know, they were working a lot anyway, but I think it's sort of you know, they were all doing much bigger projects. Um, so it's a difficult one to know really. I mean, we didn't get a second third series. We've got a I think we could have got them all. Here. I did say to Julia and Ryan Tut, there's their party once, and I said to after the second, I said, "Did you?" Um, so his grooming really opened up the sort of roles that you're you're offered, and he said no. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And turned away. <laughs> okay, sorry. Oh, wow. oh blimey! I would have thought yes somehow, but there we go. Um. No, just no, no. It hadn't affected his life in any way, as far as I could tell. So that was a shame. <laughs> it's important to know when to when to stop, isn't it? I think yeah. some of the best shows have gone, we're stopping now um, because we yeah. want to end on a high and move on. And you're always going to have people saying, I wish they'd And you would have to get other new people in because some people would drop out and, you know, and then yeah. it wouldn't have the same. I think we, we were just very lucky at everything. And in a way, because they were hour long, it was almost like we'd done yeah, yeah. four series yeah, and two. Great, yeah. So... It's quite that's quite a lot of story to have generated, and then I can't was it two the episodes yeah. of Christmas special, but they went out mm. or something like that. So we told an awful lot of story, really. I, and I think it's very, I know you're going to ask us a bit about piglets potentially later, but doing ensembles in 22 minutes is really, really, yes, really hard. I can imagine. Um, I did want to do a guy ball spin off, um, I thought that would have been great, like a sports documentary, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, yeah, well, I could have seen that. It could have been a sci-fi version of Geibel. Yeah, Geibel in space. Yeah. Geibel in space. No, but I do, I, I'm not going to mention some shows that have made that mistake of going on too long, but sometimes it's just nice to leave that, although it's, there is an element of sadness. I remember talking to some people at the time when they said, this is, you know, this is it, it's over. And going, yes, but look at everything, look at where all the characters are and look at where everything is now. There's always that danger that if, if it goes it goes again, that you might start going, oh, I didn't think he was going to do this, or oh, I'm not happy. Yeah, he wouldn't do that. that goodwill, mm. you know. It's better sometimes just to leave it with, you know, they've either walked into the sea or they're floating uh, on a buoy, depending on which ending version you liked. Um, Mac may or may not be dying, <laughs> but they've got married, <laughs> you know, and all that. And it's just nice, and it's just now you can you can work out the rest of the story in your own head and what you're happy with as the... Final yeah, album, if you like, you know, and like, it frees up creators and, and actors to go and do something new and interesting as well. Exactly. So it's not like yeah. it's not like everyone just vanishes the minute it's finished. It's just you can go do something new. So it's that's mm. always fun. Yeah, and also like you say, with the actors going on to other things, it makes it really hard, and you don't want to lose them as the original characters because that's always horrible as well. No, no. no. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
one of my one of the ones I use quite a lot is is there a question you never get asked that you wish was asked that I've also failed to ask? Oh. Did you sleep with any of the cursed? <laughs> Good, Jay. I can say honestly, no. Okay, I can't. I cannot speak for the other other writers. <laughs> no, but no, no, no. I didn't. Oh well, fair enough. Well, we're clear, go let's yes, just clear that up. We? I did. <laughs> did I, well, I, thought, I just <laughs> one last attempt, just to see if anyone sort of speaks up. But okay, that's fine. Not the cards. <laughs> no, but no, mm. each other. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Every combination. But yeah. I don't want to touch the cards. No, absolutely. Uh, no, I can't. I can't think of one. It's such a long time since we talked about the show that it's. I can't think of one that. No, it's fair enough. No, it's not too I, I will be honest and say it used to. It did used to grate us a lot when we because uh, the oh, actors yeah. did improvise, yes. you know, they added stuff. But it was quite infuriating when they used to sort of say that they were they wrote it all, and you'd be like, "Oh, you wrote six hours of television, <laughs> did you? Well done. You improvise it." So that's quite hard. But there is also an element of truth that that there are three or four of them who who are exceptional yes. at improvising. Yeah. Um, but we did but, didn't we did a lot of improvising to begin with when we were first writing it, and yeah. then obviously we had to just get on and do it. So, but once you get once you've seen them play around with ideas and you know what they can do, then it it helps massively, really does. Because I think yeah, I I can see how that would great because I know that was played on um, more recently in staged where there was a whole thing in the I think yeah. the second series where it was oh well the whole thing was just improvised wasn't it? you didn't write anything yeah. and it's like I can imagine loads of loads of writers going god damn it <laughs> yeah, so, yeah it's you really at the whiteboards with a with a magic yeah. with a because you can't you can't say they don't bring no, no, something not, or they no. don't bring line you know to use for example someone like um you know Steve or Mark they are incredible yeah. improvisers and offer and, and, they, they, all, do, and really. they used to improvise on set as well. So but, they'd always, Victoria, I think, would always kind of like let it run on and let them improvise the end of a scene and then either she'd use it or not. So there was a lot of playing on set with the scripts that were there for, for definite, you know, and, yeah. and always leaving it running but, but on. But more often than not, it would generally be the script that was written yeah. that would be yeah, the one that ended up on you know. screen. Yeah. So it, it is that constant sort of like, you know, we'd then go up for other jobs and it'd be like, some people would be like, oh, but they improvised that did show, nothing. didn't they? <laughs> and you're like, no, and I cannot no, tell I you how many <laughs> scenes we wrote. I mean, thousands and thousands of scenes, you know, um, and Victoria would come in and go, we need random scenes now. Um, now we need story. Now we need random scenes. Now we need story. So it was quite, um, you know, we were just not, it was nonstop. I, I think that's probably a general writer's gripe, mm, like you say, yeah. that... I think the actors did yeah. all the heavy lifting, didn't they? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did it all. I mean, look, they they yeah. did. They they definitely did contributed a lot. But that's, but I can't but that's, say that's they slightly did, different than, as you say, from uh, the writers didn't add much to this. And it's like they literally wrote the yeah. entire structure and story of this. You know. Well, there's that great episode of Friends, isn't there, where Joey says something about writers. They push him down a lift shaft. <laughs> yeah, he falls down a lift. It's fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So there was I think also with the improvisation, that. the other thing I love, and I, I, I could be imagining it in my head, but I think there was quite a few scenes where the two actors were trying to get the other to corpse and they were just seeing how far they could push it with the other, particularly like Mark Heat with his, the way he just has words. I think, yeah. is he trying to see if he can break the other actor by just saying things now? 
Oh, he told, he told me because he was in a, he used to do a lot of stage improv and he said the yeah. thing that they do to each other is when someone goes really big, you just whisper, why are you doing that? And then go back to doing your thing. And then the other guy's like absolutely freaking out and panicking. And it's just, it's, a, it's a really, really snipey little game that you can play, but it's, it is fun oh, to watch. Idea. I like that. But there, there would be great moments where, because Mark is such a perfectionist, he wants everything to be, I can't remember where it was, but he had to sing an alphabet oh, yeah. song. And I remember Victoria saying, oh, you're going to have to be locked in a room with him now. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, brilliant. So it would be like A is for whatever. I'm pretty sure it's A is for arsehole. And it was just yeah. 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 B is for balls. B is for balls. Oh, brilliant. Um, so, you know, if he wasn't happy with how it was, you know, rightly, he would vocalise and say, I think we can make this yeah. better. Also, he said... And then you'd get to work on it with him and that I remember doing that in Talkback it was mm. hysterical but he's such a physical actor but also as well hysterical. Isn't he? mm. like, he's such a physical actor yeah. that you yeah. just make trying to make him to do do something it, you, you could just imagine him doing it he was so sort of like you know handsy and armsy and, and, and you know I think you just well I wrote less for him as it went on because I, I instead of writing a line like uh, I don't know oh I'm not sure about that you just you know that he'll just uh, pull a face. He just, just <laughs> yeah. confused noise or something because you know he'll just do it or falls over. He'll do something brilliant. So you actually write less and less. And then, yeah. of course, you do use things like you know he can play the recorder and you know oh, he, he could juggle. Well, I found that he could juggle. I thought Ryan writing a thing about a cup because you know he's going to do an amazing thing. But just like, you know. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, his clowning ability of of not dropping yes. something, but in a way of almost dropping it, is just incredible. It's just amazing how he does that. Well, he was in a Shakespearean <laughs> sort of troupe with a friend of mine from years ago, which so you yeah. know he's got the he's got the actual skills. It's great. I think there was a great bit as well that I think you wrote, Faye, where he gets told off for for stealing a Mars bar. It kind of says so much about him that he thinks so much of himself, but when just sort of average person comes up to him and goes, "You've stolen that," he completely kind of like collapses. <laughs> he's on himself. I, still, and yeah. one, I mean, one of my—I still think though—one of my my favourite just moments was when when he wallops um, Oliver Chris um, with his star. Point. Oh yeah, it just so oh, assaults yeah. him. Just just a <laughs> wallop, and then it's just Oliver Chris is just bent over like, oh. <laughs> I love that little. He finally got a bit of revenge. You know, it was just—it was lovely. You know, yeah, um, yeah. That was like a love, like a little love story, wasn't it, between the two of them in a way? I mean, they were just so brilliant together. I mean, brilliant. Yeah. And when he phones him to say goodbye to him oh. as well, it's oh, such a because yeah, Ollie plays that so well. He plays it quite straight, and it's just like oh, it's just you know, knowing when not to play it for laughs and when to be yeah. quite sincere. It was, it was very genuinely touching, wasn't it? That bit. It, it really oh, was. And, yeah, it really was. And Ollie just knew how to push. His buttons, that terrible way that you can get somebody just, you know, you pokey push pokey. his buttons. Yeah. yeah. And I think another good reason, well, not good reason, but another reason why um, I liked where it ended, not that you ever want anything you love to end, but while I liked where it ended is when the new consultant came in and he tries to be his funny oh. self, that guy just absolutely tears into him. Yes, I wrote that because I just wanted it. This is the moment where Ollie Chris's character would realistically get, oh, okay, shit, I'm going to have to do this properly and become grown up. And it's like, it stops being funny. But yeah, you just really wanted him to get his comeuppance that actually Mark Keeper let him, Statham get him, let let him get away with so much stuff. But anyone else would have gone, what? But it was a lovely, yeah, exactly. But it was a lovely underlining of, no, that that has now ended. You know, there's there's not a new guy. You know, that guy is not going to take any shit off off you, you know. Um, No. So that was perfect ending there for him sad but perfect but there we go um 
do do any of you own, uh, and it may be possibly Victoria has it, but if, uh, do any of you own the Green Wing Man out of interest? Vic still got it. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Vic's got it, I think. Oh, that's brilliant. She, she's kept hold of it. No one's managed to pinch it off her yet, then, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, there'd be moments where it would fall off a mantelpiece or jump off a desk or something, and everyone would be like, oh, my God, it's a sign. <laughs> it's a sign. So it does. It does exist, I presume. Oh, she's bless. still got it. I'm sure I saw it fairly recently. Cause, uh, yeah, I know. I think I've seen it somewhere as well. Oh, I believe wow. it's the vulture. It's a, it's the vulture from Spider Man, who's one of Spider Man's baddies, but I'm not 100%. Because she, she James, you're a nerd. Who's this? I was like, oh, I think it's the vulture. And I panicked. <laughs> but yeah, maybe yeah. Brilliant. Um, and did, did you enjoy being extras? Because I know you appeared a couple, oh, God, yes. a couple of times. Well, you were you were actual actors, didn't you? Because you were actual performers, aren't you? So you got to be the small-handed nurse. And yeah, so I Orion was, did loads. Orion uh, did. Best. What about the one with Mark Heap? Oh, the prostitute. In the car, the prostitute. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I was a prostitute. Yeah. yeah, in a lot of because I had a leg out of the car, and God knows what. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it was really good fun. Although I did get a phone call from my mum going, I've just seen you having sex in the back of a cab. <laughs> and you were like, oh yeah. Forgot about that, that, mother. <laughs> yeah. And you were a, you were a nurse yeah. quite a bit. I was a nurse. And then, um, and we, then we were all um, uh, with Richard and um, Gary. We were... Gary. A flatmate, potential flatmate. Flatmates, flatmates. Yes. yes. Yeah. But I was so nervous and couldn't do and it. And then I was Victoria a just um, chopped mine Chop mine up and I just go because <laughs> basically I tried to say the lines and I was just so rubbish that she just got my facial expression and that was it. <laughs> that was my one and only. I had proper hair and makeup for that because I was a, yeah. a potentially androgynous sort of goth flatmate. Oh, yeah. uh, I really and she was, and she was like, are you a man or a woman? And then and then Vic was like, do a do a girl's voice. So I was like, I don't know how to do a girl's voice. I was just doing that. <laughs> And as we finished, Vic went, that's definitely going in. And it was, uh, it was, it was cut out. That was oh, the end of that. Oh, no. I was lied to. Gary, Gary was the revelation of that day, though, wasn't he? Was he was great, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was. I mean, I didn't even see that coming at all. He was there he laying was with so his jacket wide open with his spare <laughs> chest. I was like, bloody hell, Gary. Yeah, getting into it now, yeah. I think it's I just am... nice being on set and, and being around it. I mean, that's, that, you know, another thing that writers don't really get, you know, when... Once you've done your thing, you you're very much pushed out of the window, and you think, actually, I did write. You know, when we've written other shows, and you just hand in your script and off it goes, and it, and you just think, you're not there for the fun bit. It would be nice if I could just, you know, come and watch it or be a part of it. You know, it's it's lovely to meet you with the Smack the Pony thing because I turned up to the Smack the Pony party really excited, and then realised that the only person I knew was Vic, really. And of course, everyone yeah. else had been working together for months. So I thought, oh God, I don't know anyone. This is really embarrassing. And then you befriended me. It was very sweet. So uh, that was nice. But yeah, you're you're a bit you're often a bit distanced from the whole thing. You are. Really, you are. You're really green left out. The so much. Yeah. Cold. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you, you know not the casting so much, but is it just from a perspective of thinking back? Is it is it sort of odd now to see that John Oliver? appeared once as a car salesman does it just yeah. Odd that yeah. He, oh, yeah. he was a car salesman I think he's like the first person in it isn't he in episode yeah, one yeah, yeah amazing yeah, yeah. Yeah. well we gave him the, the, the little push that he needed to become a global superstar so that's, yeah, yeah, I, that's what I wanted to get to really that it was yeah. you that, that led to that yeah he owes us yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah if he knew who we were he'd definitely owe us <laughs> <laughs> yeah Exactly. <laughs> and on that on that basis, is it even odder now seeing Olivia Colman walking around in her underwear and various other states of un, undress and unkemptness, bearing in mind what a global superstar she is now? I know. I know. That's, That's crackers. 
Well, she'd already had she already done Peep Show. Or I think it's doing after us. I think. Was it after us? I don't. I feel like she was filming it. At the I same think she was time doing some films, point. though, wasn't she? She started yeah. doing some films, so I think she was on that was on that sort of trajectory. That was. But she was always kind of pregnant. She was she was always having babies, wasn't she? I think she had about fifteen yeah. babies over the course of two series of Greenwing. They're just constant. It was quite quite weird. She's so, gonna love you for saying that. Yeah. Well, she did. She had many, but she, she always looked fantastic. She was just stating constantly. <laughs> well, you know, she was just like changing size every time I saw her. Anyway. Like, had an amazing healthcare package and she just thought, well, while I'm on this... Take advantage, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Like I can so. be pregnant, can't I? I mean, she was really great in it. So, you can't, I mean, you can't, you can't say watching it, you saw it coming, but you can say you're not surprised. I mean, she's yes. an yeah. amazing yeah, it's, it's, performer. It's, something about her that is just very like the emotion is always so close to the surface and she definitely did that as she was very funny but there was also that as oh, that character oh, tragedy, i mean when when she when she yeah. can't stay well she can't have the affair with patterson joseph where she has i can't yeah. do it uh, it's that yeah. it's just such a for what is it principally a comedy show that is just such a sad scene it's so heart-wrenching really that she's like, yeah. i can't I can't be that person. It's like, oh, you're just trapped forever, aren't you? You know, you're just, oh, it's such a shame. But yeah, yeah, she's obviously very but, good. Um, I think that what the what you get from her is that everything was truthful. It was mad and everything, but it was truthful. <laughs> and, and I think that's what, why you know, harassed mothers or, you know, felt like they understood it because you're juggling, you're constantly juggling. And you're doing it like my husband said. You do a lot of things. I said I can do loads of things. I'm multitasking. Said no, you're just doing a lot of things very badly, which is true. <laughs> Thank you, I said. But you know, even like Sally went on to do Lee Max show and everything. You know, I mean, mm. they, the girl, yeah, the, I mean, there's, there's, the actresses in um, the office have all done. Yeah. 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 Really, yeah. You know, well, I think I feel like I saw. Uh, oh. The actress who played Karen. Oh, oh yeah, my name's uh, out of my head. I feel like she appeared. I feel like she appeared in Bridgerton, and I was like, "Oh, that's yeah. so, you know, yeah. the parents in that." So, I think pretty much all, all of them. I, I know some of them were already had things before they did Greenwood, but I think pretty much any character you could look at in Greenwood has gone on to do yeah. lots more since then. So it's just an incredible yeah. cast. Yeah, but Rachel Freck, the casting director, is really is is really yeah. amazing. You know, she's worked on some fantastic shows. She and, finds, yeah, and she really know, digs her, around for digs for people. I think yeah, she's you great. Know. Yes, she does. Yeah, you need to look <laughs> at them again. Give them more of a chance. She'll sneak back people back in two or three times, won't she? As well, she goes. Oh, I don't think you looked at them properly. Let's try that again. And it's like, all right, <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah. So this is nice. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I really do like that. I think you should just take another look at this person. Take the hit. <laughs> they could do other faces. Go and look at the other faces. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, now I know. You, I expect you will say it's nothing to do with us, but but was it one of you who decided it was a good idea to go with the camel? I think I think that was me. Uh, I think I did. I did some of the animal ones. I could be. I was just thinking that this morning. Was it? I think it was me, but I'm not 100. percent But just because you know, there's the whole thing of bringing like animals uh, into into hospitals for like children to, <laughs> which sort of naturally turned into a camel, something then, bigger, and then lion cubs yeah. and things like that. But yeah, I think I just like big cartoony images. I just find it really really funny. So you went, then suddenly someone's actually got a camel or a lion cub, and it's it's yeah. That's, what, yeah, that's what really what I was going to ask. Writing it down on paper is funny, but then when someone actually says, well, the practical implications now are, 
<laughs> well, do you write these? You write five or six of those in a day, and then you then you sort of forget them. To be honest, then six months later, someone's talking to you about camels, and you're like, "Why? Oh God!" But to Victoria's credit, yeah. she will never go. She will find no. a way. Yeah, she if she likes, she will. Yeah, do it. she'll find a way to. But she'll, I think it's her system yeah. with ticks. If somebody's got three ticks, then she'll move heaven and earth to. And also, even if it's got nothing to do with the story, that's what I love about her. I think is that she'll go. No, this is great, and it's got nothing to do with the story, but it's going in because it's funny. And those are the ones that often people remember, which is nice. No, I think. Yeah, and I, I, to be fair, think of all the. You know, if it had been like I don't know, Marmoset or, or or I don't know something like that it, it probably would have had an amusement factor but just the insanity of a camel is just so, plays so much better as a oh my god i can't <laughs> well there's that day-to-day bit isn't there where the police raid uh, a takeaway or something and then you jump out of the um van and they've got a tiger an yeah. actual tiger and it's, it's only on screen for like three seconds or something but you just go jesus christ and it's gone and it actually someone's you know, written it down and someone's yeah. written and someone's actually got a real tiger and they've taken it out of a police van and it's just you know they, they, they stay with you they're so that's what comedy does does fantastically sometimes because like your it's mind is slightly expanded just at the thought of it that you can do that yeah, exactly and i think i could again could be misreading but it's the only time i saw michelle gomez looking possibly a bit scared was when she had the tiger on the desk in front the lion, of her. Well, she's yeah, got the lion because she thought it was going to be really small and it turns out it was about the size of a Labrador, isn't it? And yeah. it's completely Well, I think it was, it was very small when it was cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the casting audition. Yeah. But, but it got bigger it quickly. It got bigger, yeah. <laughs> she did look a little bit, can I have a screen between us? Or? Yeah, I think yeah. you just got one take of that and then it had to go back yeah. and she yeah. wasn't going to, understandably, going to spend all day with it because it might eat no, her face I off. I'd yeah. say I blame her. Um... Did you ever intend, uh, collectively, I suppose, but did you ever intend to reveal Max's first name or was that always going to be a... Because obviously right at the end where he gets married and the people who wanted to know going, right, this is my chance, and then obviously everyone coughs deliberately. Um, <laughs> I was forgot about always, that. <laughs> was going, no, you're never going to know his first name. So we're never going to tell you because it's funny if we just leave that. Mm. I guess it must have become a thing, mustn't it? I don't know. Can't remember. Yeah, well, we, we was just... Doc- you know, Dr. McCartney, Dr. Mac, and that was it. I, so I he, guess the Mac thing was his name, wasn't it? And also, if you commit to a name, then you've got to remember it and you've got to write it down somewhere, and that's just annoying. So, that's and also, I think it's cool when you, when someone's known as their sort of, you know, their sort of nickname, if you like, and then yeah. you kind of go, well, what actually is your like? My husband, mm. yeah, Bertie, and and I just thought that was his name, and then later on, I found out his name's Steve, and so I was like, oh. And now I could never call him Steve. It's if, if, when his mother calls him Steve, I say, Steve, Steve, who's Steve? And then, of course, it's, I understand it's my Steve, husband. yeah. Because he, he does make the point, obviously, when he's looking at his folder of whatever illness he's got, which we all have a guess at, he, he does say, you often forget you've got a first name. You know, I've forgotten I had a first name. <laughs> I thought that was quite a nice meta moment there where it's like, <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not going to tell you. So just yeah, <laughs> no, move on. Let's move on from this, yeah. <laughs> it's Timothy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's the revelation. It was really Timothy. Timothy McGinn. <laughs> um, out of interest, how, how much money did you find in the crisp packets? Oh, yes, the x-ray in the crisp packets to try and yeah. find. I think they did get no, some, didn't they? I'm sure uh, Patrick Schulenberg, who's the production assistant, I'm sure oh, he yeah. actually got... Yeah. I'm sure they got some... They were, did find some actual £10. It wasn't it wasn't enough. <laughs> but I think they did find, like, yeah. £10. Not enough to fund the NHS, sadly. But I just... When I saw that, I just thought... That's an incredibly brilliant piece. <laughs> incredibly brilliant idea. Yeah. It's just bring the boxes of crisp packets down and scanning yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just love that. I just absolutely love that. 
Um, so on to on to I suppose more recent things. Um, there's uh, it's been announced recently that there's going to be a Greenwing podcast. Yay! Yay! Um, are you allowed to share any gossip, or is there a big old NDA, and you just have to go? Yes, there's. Going we to don't be... know anything about it. Okay. <laughs> Do what you're talking about. Little red dots will appear on her forehead. <laughs> <laughs> talk about that. So, well, so after you're announcing it last year, you can't say anything. You can say no that. more than Victoria has already blurted out. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely fair enough. I will pry no further. Perhaps um, maybe you could tell us a bit more about the latest success with Piglets, though. Well, it's not success yet, other than... Yeah, no, no it's success that's actually... <laughs> it will be, to... James, it will be. It will, obviously it'll be, it will so be a success. It's a success but... that we've actually got, to, you know, there's actually going to a series, which it's is in the pre a long time stage. to get yeah, there. I'm not sure yeah. what we can say about that beyond it's about police training and also that it's been really lovely to work for Victoria again and all of us writing together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we've worked on and off on various other things with her over the years, but as a team, it's been... Um, yeah, obviously James did uh, Delivery Man with her and Ross, yes. but Splitter, yeah. um, and various things for the, for America. But it's been really lovely to all enter into that world of what can only be described as chaos. And yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, a crazy, crazy and, world. But it's sort of in the knowledge that you know that Victoria knows what she's doing. <laughs> she will deliver. Yes, yeah, will turn up. That it will at be something that we have not expected it to be i would imagine yeah that's the beauty of it because i mean she you know as we all don't know what we're writing she doesn't know what we're whether we're writing the right stuff you're just writing 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 yeah. writing until something stick and then and she'll go that works and, and it's think, okay okay so more like that because there yeah. wasn't a pilot this time we didn't know who we were writing for uh oh, wow. who's going to be in yeah. it anything like that so um yeah we'll see, we'll see what happens but it's been really yeah. good yeah, we had a big read through. Say no more. I don't want you to be uh, <laughs> abducted by the uh, TV mafia for saying too much on this podcast. So, but I look, <laughs> no. I look forward to whenever it it comes out, along with the podcast as well. Obviously, yeah, yeah. No, oh, no, no. I don't know anything about that. No, obviously, <laughs> whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That is, absolutely. That's just my mad ramblings. Ignore them. <laughs> um, no, so really, look, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's much appreciated. Um, it's been brilliant to talk to you and just reminisce about what was a, a cracking show. And obviously, it's great that more things are or not possibly happening. Um, <laughs> but it's lovely to know that it sort of lives on through you uh, in other ways, which is just fantastic. So thank you very much for your time. Um, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, this, this has been the Bonmo podcast. I'm Andy Case, and thank you for listening.